and welcome to another Inside Line podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this podcast, I will be discussing a 74-year-old woman with a triple tick attack, or at least that's the expression they used in the title of the article. I first read about this case in the journal Curious by Kumar and colleagues. What happens if someone is ill with more than one tick-borne infection? In this case, a 74-year-old woman with severe underlying problems survived three separate tick-borne infections as well as pneumonia. She was a smoker with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, also called COPD, and hypertension. She was initially treated for pneumonia with ceftriaxone and azithromycin. She was also treated for babesia. Her red blood cells contained parasites typical of babesia. The doctors also were concerned that she might be infected with Lyme disease, so they added an oral medicine called doxycycline. She was quite ill. She was placed on a respirator. She required medicines to raise her blood pressure. The doctors also prescribed erythrocytophoresis, a mouthful, due to the severity of her illness, which means they removed some of the red blood cells and replaced the red blood cells that had babesia with donor blood. The woman remained in shock. Her kidney function worsened, which was believed due to hemolysis, that is a breakdown of the red cells. The woman's blood test was later positive for Lyme disease and anaplasmosis. So that's three, that's if you're keeping count, babesia, Lyme disease, and anaplasmosis. She improved enough for the doctors to take her off the respirator. Her blood counts and kidney function returned to normal after 14 days of treatment. I support the author's call for a low level of suspicion for tick-borne infections. I have seen individuals with three tick-borne infections in my practice. I also agree with the doctor's concern about the reliability of testing for babesia and anaplasmosis. That's why I have to use clinical judgment in my cases. Finally, the author advised six weeks of treatment for babesia rather than the 10 days that literature refers to. I often have to treat Babesia patients with longer courses of treatment to have a good outcome. Thanks for listening to another Inside Lyme podcast. You can read more about these cases in my show notes and in my website at danielcameronmd.com. As always, is your likes, comments, reviews, and shares that help spread the word about Lyme disease. Until next time on Inside Lyme.